Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Uh, before we start the podcast, a quick word from our sponsor. Thank you very much to Cornerstone. They are the finest razor on the market. Don't believe us. Believe the GQ Awards who voted them above Wilkinson Sword and above Gillette uh, as best razor. You could get yours, including a free aluminium German-engineered precision shaft for as little as four quid. You can try this out with no obligation, mail order, so you get your razor stuff when you need it. And the reason you can get it for just as little as four quid is because you're listening to us. Just go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers or JB. Or egg 10 at checkout, Tim. Get involved. Cornerstone it is. Go. There we are. Facebook Live's rolling, JB. Facebook Live is officially on. Excellent. Anyone anyone logged on yet? Uh, no, because I say Facebook's li- Facebook Live is on. It hasn't actually started, but it'll be fine. It will start oh, shortly. Right. It will start shortly. Right. Uh, It is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We've got two-thirds of the normal trilogy. I'm Tim, JB's right here. Hello, Uh, Tim. Phil's on his mini-moon. He certainly is. In the south of France. He is, because that's how he rolls. Yeah, exactly. Um, So there, that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, well, not, not so much actually, because if you're watching on Facebook Live, you will be able to see right now, but very shortly you'll be able to hear we have a special guest, Sail Sharks, Jonathan Mills. Hello, thank you for having me. Millsy. It's a pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. This is the circles JB now moves in, where he's just got all the... All, where's Millsy down on your speed dial out of the sale players? Uh, right, Bra- right at the top, mate. Right at the top. Right Only because Tom top. Brady's gone, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Right, uh, so the way this works, uh, Millsy, is we... Um, and we got told off because on Facebook Live we weren't actually putting our hands in, but we start the podcast uh, by just putting hands in. I know it sound, that might seem a bit weird, but what do you do just before... You go out onto the pitch at sale. What's, what's the last thing that's done? Uh, stick our hands in, to be fair. All right. There right, we go. That's then. what we go with. Well, let's do it. All right. Hands in, pod on three. Uh, oh, uh, it's, it's a stretch. One, two, three. Pod. pod. <laughs> right, then, let's go with this podcast then. After another weekend of Premiership Rugby, ahead of the European Rugby, which is coming up, and we've got a man who's going to be in one of the toughest pulls 
in the European Champions Cup, so we can pick the brains of Jonathan Mills on that one. Uh, we've also got the Rugby Championship, which has now come to a, a close. Uh, but I would just like to remind you we're on Acast and we're on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast. If you would take a moment of your time just to leave a review on iTunes, that would be absolutely uh, spot on, like Bob2904 has done. Uh, he says, as smooth as craft beer, sharp as a cornerstone razor, tough as a tough screen phone case. Uh, the lack of insight into Pro 12 is a bit disturbing, but very much appreciated. <laughs> Need a bit more MotoGP coverage. How's your Pro 12? You, you, you must keep up with the Pro 12, Millsy. Uh, I see the results now and again. I'm not, uh, I don't look at it too much. I've seen the Scarlets. I think they, did they win yesterday? They, they, I think they snuck uh, a win. They snuck yeah, they snuck in against yeah, the Dragons. Seen, yeah, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for us, but... Uh, yeah, I keep an eye on it now and again. Are you a Scarlet's fan? Or is that how you... I don't really... I wouldn't say I'm... I, I'm not really a fan of anything down there. To, uh, obviously, I played for the Scarlet's and then I grew up in Neath, so probably the Ospreys would be my region. Yeah, so. see, they do talk, don't they, about the different regions. And the Ospreys has been the only actual region because it's not an old club. So everything else is a super club and then you've got Ospreys, which has kind of got rid of the Neath and the Swansea-ness. Yeah. And they are now just Australia or whatever they call themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hmm... Uh, El Moose left a five-star review and t- told a little bit of a story uh, from the past. He said, my favourite rugby story, uh, Bath versus Gloucester 2001, the great junior Paramore was playing. Every time he touched the ball, there was a one-eyed Bath fan stood next to him shouting, you're a murderer, Barrymore, uh, and shouted it literally every time junior Paramore got the ball. So, ah, so Barrymore. By, yeah, Barrymore. Mm. So by the end of it, he was rattled. It's, it's not very good, but have you ever been bothered by something someone shouted or have you ever heard and then it... It got uh, in your head. No, I think uh, not, not so much for me. I think a few of the a few of the lads were getting abused on Friday night. A bit of uh, banter <laughs> coming from the fans. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. It was, it was quite posh though, being down in Bath. So uh, <laughs> it didn't really it didn't really affect the lads too much. Well, they always say about Bath and Gloucester. Like Gloucester's meant to be the working class town, and Bath is meant to be you know all the posh boys. Oh, I don't know. Gloucester's in the Cotswolds, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, like that, that's where the royal well, family that's exactly all hang out. Yeah, I mean they always used to say that uh, the Bath boys were like local guys, and the Gloucester team always got this gritty kind of appearance. Was full of solicitors and accountants back in the day. Well, yeah, I, I, I lived in Bath, uh, uh, Bath, and like I say, that's the only ch- the only chant they've got is Bath, Bath, Bath. Bath. That's great. I yeah. fully endorse it. Um, and I, I did get an anecdotal review uh, at the local rugby club where I took my lad to mini rugby today. He said, uh, "Why the sudden and intense interest in sail sharks from JB?" <laughs> well, because they're a great team. Because <laughs> they're a great team full of great lads. I mean, yeah. what do you want me to say? Yeah, we'll uh, get into that later. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, but well, so we're, we're going to talk. We've got someone who was involved in one of the Premiership games at the weekend. So we'll, we'll pick Millsy's brain a little bit. But I think we should start with one of the biggest stories from the rugby world in the past seven days. Yeah. Erin uh, Smuth. <sighs> where do you start with this? Where Where would you start? Where would you? He's had a shocker, hasn't he? <laughs> Let's be fair. He's had a shocker. Oh, uh, I mean, I just. Uh, I mean, I'm not that fond of the All Blacks. I I, I haven't really been. I'm not fond of all this culture stuff. Uh, and I think this is really as low as I've ever got. And it's not because of what Aaron Smith has done, it's because of how it's all been handled. Now, have you have you seen his apology? Well, do you want to listen to his apology? Shall we? Shall we so, get... if anyone hasn't been on... If, if you've been on another planet and you haven't heard this, Erin uh, Smuth was in, a, in an airport, right, mm-hmm. with the All Blacks on their way to the next game, and uh, he disappeared for some quiet time. With uh, a female. Well, we, you know, he was entertaining a female. Yeah. 
I don't know, was he talking about Brexit maybe or, <laughs> you know, foreign currency exchange? Well, what was going on there? Telling her how to, showing her the perfect uh, passing from the base of a ruck. Exactly. Perhaps. There's all sorts of things. That, so it wasn't clear. Uh, but uh, it was clear enough that he felt he needed to do this afterwards to the waiting media press after he was caught. If it will play. Come on. Oh, no. Here we go. No, it's, it's, it's coming. I've made a huge mistake, a huge uh, error in judgment. I'd firstly like to say a huge sorry to my partner Tegan, her family, uh, my family. Oh, no. Um, also sorry to my teammates, um, NZRU, and uh, New Zealand fans. Um, my behaviour is unacceptable, and um, if you could respect <laughs> me and my partner in this situation, I'm just trying to get home to deal with this. Thank you. Oh my God! Right. Okay, so I've only got forty minutes of material on this. So, <laughs> what? Uh, give me a shout uh, about forty minutes, and I'll go into my last fifteen. How do you come back from that? I, not only have they put him in a terrible position, I think they put the lads in a terrible position as well, because they've got the whole this culture thing going on. And instead of saying, right, uh, as the NZRU, we're going to ban him because he's in the all-black jersey and he's done something which isn't to our liking, they put it to the senior players, and it's the senior players that are banned him. So my question would be, how do you then come back from all this? and reintegrate into that squad after you've been crying on TV. And second of all, is that video done at an airport? Did they not have enough time to get him out of the airport, or did they just <laughs> record it, like, five minutes afterwards? Oh, I don't know the answers to a lot of those questions. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, people get themselves in, in situations, you know. There was a, there was a Sail Sharks pre-season bonding thing a few years ago Danny Cipriani got knocked over by a bus were you, were you there nothing for that one? Nothing to do with me nothing to do with me I wasn't there so I can't, I can't, I can't say I know anything about it or... so stuff stuff happens that's what I, that's what I mean but... it is the thing right can you come back into the squad after that apology on camera? Yeah, you can come back in the squad. You'll have a load of banter for it, but uh, you'll definitely be See, a lot of Yeah, the, the stuff that, that everyone will be saying in public and then the stuff that will be said and the banter that will be flying around in the changing yeah, room. Yeah, like, they've got to send the right message out, don't they? They're going to set, that's, what, that's what that is. They send the right message out. I get it, you know, but my message would be this. Uh, don't apologise, don't explain, clo- uh, close ranks, it'll be dealt with internally and everyone else can go and, you know... Yeah, but I guess they must, somebody must have got a, got a hold of it outside of the, the circle, say, and yeah. then, you know... The, oh, yeah, yeah, but you If just, they're trying to put it under the carpet and that comes out... I'd just say, uh, something might have happened, it might not have happened, it's internal, we don't apologise, we don't explain, and then we'll move on. I, I think this is one of the worst cases of just leaving your teammate out to dry I, I think I've ever seen. It's the antithesis of team, of team spirit, teamwork. If I was Aaron Smith... I'd get on my, get onto my agent now and tell him I can't go back back to the boys because I've been crying on camera. Uh, please get me a contract in France or no, a marquee place. No, I'm, no, I'm gone. I'm with Millsy. I think it's it's the it's the public versus the private. Yeah. You've got to you, you've got to be shown to be doing the responsible. Well, no, you you've got to do the responsible thing. Ima- at- yeah, imagine the uproar if they'd done what you said and it got out in public. Well, you know, uproar. No, but the uproar. Some, someone recorded audio and video. Yeah. 
Ah, I wonder if it... No, hang on. If there's audio and video, it's coming out anyway. It doesn't matter. It's coming out anyway. Well, exactly. So imagine if you tried to just, you know... Cover it up. No, no, cover you're not covering up. up. You're saying that we'll deal with this within the team confines and it's nothing to do with you guys. I mean, but then you'll get judged on if you dealt with it properly or not. Fine. So Judge, they've uh, decided to take the preemptive strike and put it down, ready I to go. I've got to say, I, it's not the way that I, way that I would have gone. And also, what are we judging here? I mean, look, he's... A young man, he's a professional sportsman, and unsurprisingly, he's full of full of testosterone. In fact, <laughs> in fact, there's probably a direct correlation between people who are good at rugby and high testosterone levels. In fact, if you want, if you want to cheat at rugby, you'd probably take extra t- testosterone to make you even better. Is it that surprising? And why are we all all pretending to be morally outraged by by, by this whole thing? It was kind of expected, surely. Right, well, there's, there's people tuned in and leaving messages on Facebook, so if you have a thought or a question or whatever, like Will Parslow said, perhaps he was just showing her his tackle technique. Ray, banter, <laughs> banter, banter, banter. Um, yeah. uh, on, on a serious note, though, like, in sale, do you have, like, a players' committee where you de- decide stuff? Not not that, sorry, not uh, discipline. Sorry. You know, obviously, we, we, we talk ourselves, if somebody messes up, we'll get into them and try to... But it comes down to the coaches and the you can't I don't think you can get it too player led, otherwise who's running the joint? You need you need somebody like Dimes to be the head of it and what is what he says goes. Yeah, I mean I completely agree with that. Do you think it's weird then that they let the punishment be meted out by the players rather than the Again, is that uh police, um is that for people to see? Do you know what I mean? Is is it is it actually that's how it's come about or Because yeah. if you're saying that and they've only got one a one match ban, say. Mm-hmm. That's the most lenient you could be. Yeah, that's the only kind of silver lining I can see to this. So maybe, maybe the players looked after him. Yeah, if it had gone the other way, yeah. it could have been more. And, so and maybe know. maybe they said, "Look, I'll tell you what, Aaron, we'll take this off your hands. We'll go and have a have a week. You know, we're gonna go and sort stuff out. Yeah, get yourself away. And I think that's what's happened here. Should we talk about the rugby element though? Because uh, yes, because all, all, aside from all of that, that's a sideshow from the the real fact, which is the All Blacks chalked up a record win against South Africa. So, have they got better, or has everyone else got worse? Because here's a little stat for you: um, the try table, uh, you know, quite apart from all the, you know, maximum number of wins and and everything that New Zealand chalked up. New Zealand scored 38 tries, which is six more than the other three nations combined. Oh, hang on, sorry, I've just been told on Facebook that. Um... He's going to face the, the player part was only was only part of it. There's going to be a tribunal in uh, New Zealand later next week, so expect Aaron Smith near a French club by you soon. Um, yeah. So sorry. Back to your question, Tim. I don't know. I, I simply don't know. They look like they could be be anyone at any time. They look like world beaters, but it does feel like all the other Southern Hemisphere teams have taken a step backwards. South Africa and Australia, particularly, I, I can't think of a worse South Africa team. I can't. I can't think of one. No, it's well. I, I can't really think of a worse Australia team, quite, quite frankly. Depends. It depends what they're trying to do in it because they might be trying to aim for the next World Cup. And uh, if if they are blooding players who are going to be involved in that, then they probably take the long to- long long term view. But mm. again, it's a tough one. Isn't it? Eight tries in in six matches for South Africa. Yeah, it's, it's is horrendous. Yeah, it's it's very strange. But there again, South Africa have got a win over Australia. Australia have got a win over South Africa. I think uh, have Argentina beat South Africa in Argentina? I think they did, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they're all except for the uh, Argentina 
quote-unquote home game this this week. They're all taking points off each other. So they sort of seem kind of at at parity. And it'll be interesting to see how they do in the autumns because until we see the autumns, we're not going to know, is this all-black team really that good or has everyone just fallen off a bit? If they come over here and Australia win three games and South Africa win three games, well, then almost like all is forgiven. I'll tell you what, one thing it does probably put into perspective even more, as we've been talking about, and maybe you'll have a, a comment on this, uh, Millsy, but is, is Wales's performance in in the summer out in New Zealand. Three zero. When, mm. when they got nailed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, know, well I, know, I, know, I know it was three zip and stuff, but um, the, the chasm between the All Blacks and the, the other Southern Hemisphere teams is, is, yeah. is massive, and yeah. it does put those Wales games in a little bit more context. Yeah, well... <sighs> And, and the fact that England went up there, put three 0 went over Australia in Australia, which has never happened before. Yeah. So yeah, as I said, I, I don't know. It's, it's still it's still early days. We've just had a World Cup about a year ago, and uh, teams are starting to find it, find their feet again, and they got players coming in who they haven't been there before, etc. So I, I, you know, I think at the moment World Rugby it can only get better because it's not it's not been as enjoyable as it's been no. before. No, I, I, do you think the All Blacks are sucking the joy out of rugby by being so good? I get bored watching them because I know they're going to win. Know. So you know, but that's 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 how good they are. So I, I watch all them, you can I, do is applaud them. I tell you what um, struck me when I was watching them is how little they actually talk. All I saw was South Africans just jabbering to each other at every breakdown, and the All Blacks just they, they, there was. No, and I think that probably just demonstrates that they're all just so in tune, know what they're doing. Tune, know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And is, is that is that the best teams you've played in when there's nothing needs to be said? It's all almost telepathic. Uh, if you're scoring tries and you're winning. Who needs a talk? You don't need a talk. There's not much need fixing, does it? It's more, uh, it's more when you're getting points scored against you when you start chatting a bit more because you get a bit more irate. It's, it's fun when you score on the tries, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think as you said, it, it, they're just like a well-oiled machine, really. They all know what they're doing. They all they all know where they need to be, and it's almost like that. Even if even if you can't see the player, you know they're there in attack they're just there to make those passes in defence they know they're going to make those tacklers so mm. it's a tough one you know they, they are they are that good which is quite sad really yeah, yeah. Um, just tell me this about chatting one person who stood out for me uh, this is you know, now I'm really into sale um, oh get again go yeah, on Mike go Phillips on. I was yeah. watching him against Bath and I've you know, watched him quite, quite closely because I wasn't sure what we were going to see from Mike Phillips as he came yeah. in to retire it's, you know, it's almost like a feeling after he got dropped from the Welsh squad that he wasn't at his best I've watched him. I think he looks absolutely, absolutely superb. But his chats, what I noticed is he doesn't even look at the breakdown. He's so busy looking at ev- looking at everyone else. And then when he makes a decision, he goes in, bows, and just launches it. He's it's actually very very it's very very impressive stuff. I mean, you're asking a technical question about Mike Phillips. I, I I'd ask another one. It's like, is he as top a lad as I as I want to imagine? He is a top lad. He is a top lad. I can imagine he is. He's a top lad. Of course he is. You know, most boys from Wales are. But uh, <laughs> no, he's a top lad, Philzy. And you know, I think he's coming. And obviously, with strings being there already, that between the both of them, we've got some quality players at nine. And uh, it's great for say young James Mitchell who's there, and he's got two two guys in front of him. We've got ninety odd caps for the country. Philzy's played for the Lions and. Uh, if he can get anything out of them, he'll be a good player. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he's got class last... Um, when did I see him? I was, oh, do you know what? I was going to say the Gloucester game. And the reason that I'm not going to continue with that is because they moved him to 10. Yeah. So yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, that enough, wasn't a great enough move. Enough said about that one. I'll tell yeah. you what, we will get on to the Premiership games in just a second because uh, there's been some interesting... There's been some pretty rubbish ones over the weekend, but there's been some top games as well. Uh, so we'll get into those in a minute. But a quick game of rugby social? Yeah, why not? All right, so uh, we know Al... Uh, it's uh, Millsy with a Z, Neath, 
is where you can find uh, Jonathan Mills on Twitter. Um, I didn't know Millsy was coming because JB kept it a secret. Yeah, so that's I, right. So I haven't raided Millsy's uh, Twitter account for Rugby Social, but we know how much rugby players do love getting on Twitter and Instagram and the like. So I have got some of the activity that some rugby players have been up to this week. Uh, JB, Millsy, you can uh, play each other and play along as you're listening. Um, so we start with our favourite Ellis Genge, <laughs> who tweeted what to Freddie Burns? And I still don't know the reason for this, but what did he tweet? Was it... A video of a toddler pulling down a woman's dress and exposing her breasts at a party? Was it a video of a toddler riding a dog? Or was it a video of a toddler running another toddler over in an electric truck? Hmm, good question. What, what do you think Ellis Genge would, uh, would be I'm going for the to? truck. Oh, I was going to go for the truck. I'm going for the dog because I've seen those videos before of little kids riding um, sheep. Do you know the miniature rodeo things? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go for that one. Uh, Millsy 1-0. Yes. Uh, I don't know why, but yeah, he just went, Freddie, check this out. And it was a video of a kid running another kid over. <laughs> um, right. Uh, sausage Legs, Mark Atkinson walked in on his housemate, Jacob Rowan, <laughs> doing what? Watching Bargain Hunt, playing Guitar Hero, or reading Good Housekeeping magazine? What can you imagine, Jacob you can go Rowan? First, uh, it has to be Guitar Hero, right? It has to be. No one watches Bargain Hunt. I'm going to go Bargain Hunt. Do you get... Daytime TV, you, do you ever... Because you must be knackered when you get back. Do you go for... Uh, is it video games or... No, no I'm, crap I'm, I'm, I'm grafting with the little one when I get back. Oh, oh yeah. I'm non-stop with her. She, uh, she ties me out. So there's not much TV on until she's gone to bed. Well, what, what, what's your average day? When do you tend to come back in from training? Uh, it, it can change. It depends on how the week's running. But usually I'm back about... Probably three, three thirty. It depends on if you got treatment, etc. You got to stay a bit longer to get something sorted. Uh, yeah, about three thirty, I'd say, is on average. And how much of that time do you spend actually in your in your kit to doing rugby stuff? Well, I got so like a typical typical day for us would be we'll be there. We'll do in the morning. We'll do an hour weights, mm-hmm. hour unit session. So there's two hours gone. Break in between. Have have brunch, team meeting, out again for a rugby session, team session. Either be attack, defence, or combo session and then food again after so oh nice now uh, this is obviously the question everyone wants to know how's the brunch well we've got a new chef starting next week so uh, maybe that'll, that, that can answer it for what you what happened um, to the old one I don't know Has he got <laughs> I don't know I, think, I, I don't know if he's like, gone somewhere else or what I don't know but uh, he's been there for a long time so he, 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 he I think he's uh, left a few people behind who have been there for a long time with him but uh it is what it is. We've got a new chef coming in. Hopefully mm. uh, hopefully we get something new. And what are we talking here? Like Eggs Benedict? Uh... Uh, scra- pretty much scramble egg, beans on toast we can have, or there'll be a bit of fish there. Just It's pretty pretty basic, nothing nothing major. You don't, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. No, no, no. Oh, nice. Uh, it was Guitar Hero. Get in. Yeah. He, he, but he, what's interesting when you look at the picture is he's in his full Gloucester kit. Well. Playing, it's, it's like he hasn't. Yeah, it's like he hasn't got changed. He just can't he's wait to play Guitar Hero. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so um, James Haskell, he says what he tweeted that what is still one of his favourite ever albums. Mm. Oh, hang on. He's into this, this silly music, which like which all the kids like. Okay, isn't he? You can guess without the cl- without the uh, clues if you want. No, no, no. Carry on. So one of his favourite albums ever. This is all time a classic album. Is it Alanis Morissette, Craig David, or Bon Jovi? He, 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 I'll he, go. He, yeah. It'll be Craig David. 
Oh, I was going to bet my life on it being Craig David. Having said that, he does like to do the occasional cheesy uh, social media post, singing cheesy songs with Chloe. And a lot, um, the Morissette one, I think that kind of fits the bill. Right, okay. Well, Mills, he's won Rugby Social because it is Craig David. Ugh. Born to do it. He just uh, tweeted be. saying one of his one of the greatest albums ever. He was, if I'm not mistaken, he was on his turntables in a club somewhere this week. He was. No, it was a restaurant uh, called Bunga Bunga. <laughs> <laughs> An Italian restaurant. Oh, right. Why is it called that then? What's, uh, what's, what's, what's the reference? I don't know. They must have some, uh, must have some parties going on in the basement. Um, uh, but there you go. Uh, I'm not sure if I were at Wasps, I'd let James Haskell uh, look after the pre-game music who does the sale music I do now and again oh yeah. do you yeah, What's, yeah. Uh, what would we power expect? ballads it's been pretty much old school at the moment we've got a lot of uh, old school dance on there nothing rhythm as a dancer nothing too too new I think all the younger kids don't really know what's going on but uh, us whole <laughs> lot are quite happy with it <laughs> Uh, Millsy wins Rugby Social. Mm, uh, whatever. Right, but there you go. Rugby players, watch out because I'm watching your Twitter account and I will name and shame uh, if need be. Um, oh, another one. Um, just I'll just mention it. Tom Palmer. Do you see he signed for Bordeaux? No, I thought... I didn't Tom, even know he was still playing. I thought he was like doing academy... I'm sure I've heard something about Tom Palmer recently doing he's something ju- he's outside just, of rugby. He's just signed for Bordeaux for the season. Wow. I know. Uh, and just said that he's the thing he's going to miss above everything else is Nando's. So, wow! Yeah. Of all the things, you know, you're <laughs> exactly. a professional athlete. Uh, you're on a fairly good salary, and the thing you miss the most is a South African themed, sorry, a Portuguese themed South African restaurant. Do you know? Because th- there are th- there are Nando's black cards which exist, which Andy Peters is the guy who gives them out. Is that Does right? He? That's true. It's Andy Peters is the man who gives them wow. out. Which is why I noticed Josh Charnley was having dinner with uh, Andy Peters early this week. At I think he's got a black card. I remember. Josh Charnley. I believe so, yeah. Well, there you wow. go. It's Andy, Andy He's Peter. my best mate now, so when, we, when he comes over to the sailing, take me food. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, Super League final? I didn't. I seen, that, I seen that he got the try at the end. No, again, grafting. Oh, tell you what, it's. Um, I feel so, so sorry for Warrington. I thought that, th- that this might be their year. Especially with all the injuries we're going to have. Yeah. Boys head missing, but they that, that shows, uh, shows how good we're going to have. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But, really does. Well, 62 years. Is that how long it's been? 62 years, and yeah. And they have an amazing support as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole I've, town turns out for it. Yeah, I've been to uh, the, a Warrington game a few years ago against Leeds in the semis when they were guaranteed to go through and they lost and the support was phenomenal. Hmm. Rugby Union. Sorry. So I was going to say, do you know anyone else who's got a Nando's black card? Because Andy Peters gives them out and some rugby players have them. Josh Charnley, we now I know. Don't, I don't no. know. I don't know. I know Chris Robshaw's got one, but yeah, there you go. Um... Let's go to uh, the Premiership then. Um, Phil's not here to talk about Ulster losing to Connacht and there was a, a bit of a tasty game between Leinster and Munster um, which will be relevant when we look ahead to next weekend. But it will indeed. Where do you want to start in the Prem then, JB? I suppose <sighs> we should start with the big one, the, today's game. Why don't we, start, why don't we go uh, timeline-wise and start with Sale, with Sale Bath? We've got a Sale player here. We've got a Sale player here, Sale Bath. Well, firstly, there's something that apparently JB learnt might have happened pre-game. Is it is it true? Can, can you talk about it or shall I I don't just talk really about know. It? Yeah, you can talk about it. <laughs> well, I heard, and I put it on the Twitter immediately, that I think seven Sale players got stuck in a lift. <laughs> now, you might think, oh, that's not funny, you know, technical failure and all the rest of it. Then you realise three of these players are... Avion Lewis-Roberts, Halani Alika, and Mujarty. Now, that should be enough for any lift. But then you add four more guys to it. I kind of think, 
were they trying to test the limits of the lift? Because that would t- test the, the li- limits of most man-made structures. Uh, well, firstly, I'm just trying to gauge from uh, Millsy's face if it's true or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, really. I, I, I don't know. I was sleeping in the afternoon. so. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, what were those boys doing in a lift? I want to know where you got the, this information from, more, more importantly. I know, I know everything at all times, continually. So if that had happened, would yeah. that be the sort of... I'm trying to think why that would be the sort of thing that des- people would be desperate to keep quiet. Why would they keep me quiet? Yeah. Do you work for Hilton? I, I, Hilton? I, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just... Uh, I don't know. It was just... I, it's a bit weird, isn't it? I don't know. It's not, not a normal thing to happen. I don't know. This, no. is, this is like... Watching JB and Millsy right now is like Paxman. And, uh, <laughs> and what's his name? Michael Howard back in the day. Uh, so Millsy isn't confirming... Or denying. denying. He's not confirming or denying. But I our am sources, led to our believe. Our sources are good. Yeah, so after that, well, why don't you tell us about the game then? How did you see it? Uh, it was a pretty poor game all around. Not, you know, not just from ourselves, but from Bath as well. I think, uh, you know, they, a couple of the tries they didn't have to do much for. And uh, as a spectacle, I thought it was quite poor. But, you know, we 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 need to get a bit of consistency in our own, own game after, you know, having a good win against Leicester, getting five points at home. To then turn up there and not really get off the bus to an extent. Uh, we'll get on the disapp- list. Yeah, well, it was just disappointing in the sense we, we set ourselves uh, a good standard last week to then try to go on top of that. But then, you know, Bath and Oma, they're still a good team. They've got some great players. Uh, uh, Joseph had a great game for them. He played well. So, you know, they have, they have got some quality players. Not that we haven't, it's just that sometimes you win, some, sometimes you lose. But it's always tough going away from home in this league, no matter what. Thomas, do you think that Sale play in a way, I think you play in a fairly unusual way because of the league influences, uh, that means that you can beat teams who we don't expect, uh, expect you to beat, but on the same token, you can lose to teams who we don't expect you, expect you to lose to, like Gloucester. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, Gloucester done it twice now in, in the last well. two seasons. Yeah, yeah and, they they uh, ended the uh, the unbeaten the run, home yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, they did last home game, so that was disappointing. Obviously, we went wanted to put that right, but fair play, they came up and got a win again. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I can't put my finger on it why that happens. Why we say struggle against some of the so-called lesser sides, and then maybe we just get ourselves a bit more turned on for the match when we're playing some of the bigger teams. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one, and maybe they find that they they're not playing against as big a team. Maybe they switch off a bit. But you know, it's, it's a tough one because we want we, we we want to play week in week out and play well, and not just turn on against the big teams. When, when we play against the so-called lessers, we need to perform and get the results. And you know, they're the ones that matter more probably. Yeah, because I was I was convinced. I was so convinced I even put money on sale winning up Bath, uh, which is maybe not that sensible. Yeah, but I, again, I think it was basically a case. I mean that. Colin Fotoli, he tried basically killed killed the whole thing. Yeah. But running up to that try, you look, you started looking like you're breaking tackles, back back yeah. like with tiring. Then it just uh, need a bit of luck as well. And we, uh, so far this season, the ball hasn't bounced for us a couple of times. When mm. I think at one point Sam James put a nice chip through and Will had some chase through in the first half, and the ball just bounced slightly the wrong way, mm-hmm. bounces the other way. Will's under sticks, but yeah. that, that's rugby, and hopefully uh, it evens itself out that during the year, and at some point we get a bounce that goes our way. One question that again, maybe you'll have to be, you know, go media trained. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know I've just completely brain farted what the question was. I'll get, I'll, I'll remember what it was in a second. Well, I'll, it's not like it's not like it's my job to talk or anything. <laughs> no, no. Well, I'll ask this: Will Will Addison is he the most well well spoken, well mannered guy who plays like an absolute psychopath? Yeah, he'll throw his body about. Uh, he plays like he, I've said it before. He plays like he's trying to try, trying to win um, uh, win a VC. 
not uh, not a rugby game. It's nah, he's, quite uh, incredible. He's, he's great to have a new team. He's the type of player that you want to play with. Will, you know, Will throws his, throws himself about without any uh, any worry about what happens to his body, and you know that's that's who people want to play with. That's the type of player you'd rather have on your team than not. Uh, but you know, there's a little bit of me as well. If I was one of the physios or doctors, I'd be like, just 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 ease off. Remember we're they, like that. We're that? like that when we see him in training. We're like, oh, we yeah, all just calm down. <laughs> but you know, that, it's, it's built in him. It's yeah. the way it's the way he works and. Uh, you know, when he does on the weekend, that's all matters. He just goes to war, th- throws on some boots and off like, he goes. Courtney Laws came out and said, I've been told and I'm trying to just modify the way that I tackle a little bit because I'm a bit too intense. But yeah, he's had he's had his fair share of injuries, but hopefully, touch wood, yeah. uh, he'll, he'll stay fit because uh, he is having a great season already. And kicking sticks, is that is that set to continue, do you reckon? Uh, potentially, yeah. If it was, well, if he keeps, six from six, do you not? As long as he keeps kicking, kicking them over, yeah. Why, I see why not. You know, if he's kicking well, why would he change it? Yeah, unlucky not to go on the Saxons too. Yeah. Anyway, shall we go on to the next game? Yeah. X to Gloucester. Yeah. Well, just one thing then, because it, it popped up in that this this is the question that Mills you might have to be media trained on. Ah, uh, it is. But it was a feature of the weekend for me. Uh, there's been a lot of good officiating, but there was a, there was some really frustrating officiating throughout the weekend uh, a little bit um, if you could wave a magic wand and just sort of say I want the game to be a bit more like this or a bit more like that then w- what would you do in terms of officiating because the long TMO stops how's yeah, that, that for a player I, th- I think the one the one that frustrates me the most is that you've got the TMO and you've got the big screen mm-hmm. so whose who, who's, who's decision is it to make that choice What's the, what, what is the point of having the TMO there, if the ref's just going to look at the screen and make his own decision. Because I think we played against... Um, we played Worcester away. Yeah. You had uh, the referee decide, making the, the choice different to what the TMO was saying. Mm. So what's the point of having one of them there? If the ref's going to make the decision, he might as well have the TV in front of him and him make that choice, going on what he sees, rather than having the TMO there. Yeah, because... Because he's still got the test judges there to assist him if he wants another advice I, I see what you mean actually because they've stopped saying haven't they is this a try yes or no they say show me on the big screen and yeah th- so you might as well just have a screen there for the ref to look at and then at least you're going to get a consistent decision all the way through wasn't there yeah, one as well but, okay. wasn't there one in, in Friday night's game where so many phases and about 70 metres was that when uh, they pulled it back for Halani they pulled it back for Halani Alika yeah. And it's it was like, it was a nothing tackle. It was, it was a, nothing. It was a, it was it was, a, I don't even. Oh, it was a penalty. Me. It but. wasn't a penalty, but you almost think because they went to the trouble of pulling it back seventy meters yeah. in about seven or eight phases, they sort of felt like they had. But to again, I think I think it. the ref. I think at that point the ref felt there was nothing really going on, but the TMO was quite adamant of what, what that something had taken place. But then, I, I honestly, I, I don't. I, I just think you might as well just have the ref have a look at it. Let him make that decision because he's the one out there making the decision. Exactly. If he thinks it's nothing, he thinks it's nothing, and then it takes that middleman out of it. You must him and the stat judges are seen as a unit. Or if it goes to the TV, it stays with him. It stays with the TV guy. He makes that choice rather than having two people deciding it between them. Just make sure it's one person's final say, and that's it. Yeah, I think they should tighten it up. I mean, I don't think they should go back for. Any, I mean, we've got to accept now, haven't we? That foul play, as in punching and fighting and all that sort of stuff, has to be looked at again. We're just that's where we are now. But I don't think you should go back for a potential offside. If the ref has ref said, yeah, it's fine, play on, play on. If it's a slightly forward pass and the ref has picked it up, play on. Those sort of technical infringements. Well, on that, yeah, but on that Halani Alika one, that just the, we tweeted out something at the time and the, the comments, it's just so many. It was, it's all the same. People just furious. Um, that it's, well, it, that element's kind of 
I'm hearing, a lot, I'm hearing a lot from my supporters now. They think rugby's gone soft. So, you know, it's, it, it, to an extent, point. it is It is getting that way. And it's frustrating because obviously you want it to be safe. It's not, I'm not saying you don't want it to be safe. But when you're looking at that tackle that Halani's done, Atwood's falling away anyway. Mm. And he's falling into into another guy. The question would be as well, if if it wasn't Halani who did it, would they have looked back at it? Because there's plenty of decisions where the people get, get done over for a penalty, taking it back. But it happens to you during the game, and nothing happened. Nothing. So, like we said, um, the other week with Worcester, with the sec- with uh, the back rower, uh, he got the red card for the elbow. So uh, I think that but, was... Uh, Salivia, yeah. But, See, but was he red carded because of what happened? If he'd carried the ball and yes. got tackled, nothing happened. Is it yeah. the outcome? It wouldn't be a penalty. It's just because no. he's gone down and, and he's and got knocked Louis out. Louis Pickamoles runs into every contact with his forearms up. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I actually, I actually thought at the time that that was a red card. I think mm. looking back at it, well, but what I'm saying is, yeah. it would they wouldn't have even if if he hadn't have gone down and got injured mm. or got knocked out, he would they wouldn't have even looked at Which it. Which is what I've said. On. People are judging the outcome, not yeah. the. I They're guess not, it not is, what happens. Yeah. I guess it is an interesting question. Like, say if you have been concussed, do you know, like the second syndrome or second knock syndrome or whatever it is when you go out really easily? Like you could potentially make it like make a tackle and go out cold, and then they go, well, hang on, like what happened here? Do you see well, yeah, I mean? do you remember George North getting yeah. uh, <laughs> when his shin was it his knee or yeah. shin or whatever? On just Hughes, it was a Hughes. On Hughes, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's judging the outcome, not the yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, someone who's definitely trying to make sure rugby doesn't go soft, Eddie Jones. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I mean, by the way, maybe Millsy can't talk about this one, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you can jo- talk about Eddie Jones. No, 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 you can talk about that, but no, Johnny Leota might. Uh, while we're talking judo, he might get cited for a potential judo. Uh, it, it could get upgraded. Sorry, from yellow to red. Potentially, I hope. I hope. Not. I get that. I hope it's dealt with. I mean, what some people have been saying that should have been a red. But look, what, whatever he gets fined for that, Vince McMahon will reimburse him. So he's not <laughs> got a problem, has he? But but Eddie Jones definitely. The England training camp is not soft. Uh, well, look. <laughs> that is so brutal um, by the sound of it. Poor old what's his face? He broke his leg. Uh, Sam Jones. Sam Jones. I mean, that's. I, I've done a lot of judo. I've done a lot of jujitsu. I've done a lot of grappling, and I can tell you now that kind of injury is so incredibly rare. I mean, you. I don't know what what was happening there, but you've got to be so unlucky for that to happen. I mean, do you do do you guys do any kind of wrestling drills or that sort of thing? Wrestling in the sense shoulder on and that, but no, um, no, like it's just more just getting your shoulder in a hole in and making sure you've got a good contact with them. Not yeah. so much. It sounds a bit crazy to me doing judo. I could have I could have understood it a few years ago before the law changed to outlaw that kind of judo yeah. roll throw. But but there used to be used to be a lot of it going on in training apparently because it, it was legal at the time to do the roll. Well, I tell you what, if you look at rugby league, um, they actually actively trained wrestling for for a long time. You know, if, if you look at like how they lift players, how they managed to get players to they, ground, they want, but them. they want they also want people on their backs. Yes, so they do. They want to flip them. They went on the back to slow the ball down. Whereas, I don't know. I, th- I don't think it's much of a transfer for me. I think. Well, how about this? Why would you? Why would you want long boys, long people who would never be doing it as a professional thing, trying to learn judo? And this for is me, what the coaches have said. I will give you. Well, this, well, no, sorry. So this is what um, the coaches have said: is that the, the it, it would be new muscles being activated. You're doing movements. Yeah, but this that, is a leg no, break. No, no, wait. But you're doing movements. No, but in general, you're you're risking it because you're doing movements that you're that these professionally trained people aren't aren't used to doing day in day out yeah that makes sense i guess but a leg i mean you don't understand if it's a muscle tear or something like that but a leg break is seriously unlucky yeah I mean, it's just and i'll just give you an example where i think it could be useful um line outs i think when when they come down when you come down in, um, in a line out a bit of judo to uh sack it 
wouldn't go far amiss. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, it's just for me. I, I just think that they've made this arrangement with the Premiership Rugby of getting more time for England players with the coaches. Mm. The coaches aren't teaching them good judo. Why aren't they? I, I, if I was, if I was a coach moaning about not having enough time with them, I'd be using that time to do <laughs> yeah. rugby coaching. Yeah, I so wouldn't be doing judo. You know, it's not going to make that much of a gain to them, surely. And it is unfortunate, wasn't, isn't it, that they were bragging before the camp how tough it was going to be, and they're in the middle of a season. I don't. Not sure exactly how tough it needs to be. So there, there is a good point there. That's upset some people. I think what's what's upset uh, certain directors of rugby, uh, co- uh, d- uh, probably most head coaches, directors of rugby, will be the fact that Anthony Watson went back to Bath and no one from the England camp had reported the fact he'd got a broken dr- jaw. They didn't know. And Jack Knoll went back to Exeter with a, oh, he's, he's done something superficial to his leg, but we're, we're not sh- we couldn't find anything. Is that and right? Then, yeah, and then he went on, and, and, and then Exeter did a scan and found a 9 to 10, to, 10 centimetre tear of his quadricep. How would you find that? MRI, well, MRI. Uh, what, and it, will it show like a tear in the, tear in the muscle? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, so, so Rob Baxter said, uh, we got told it was nothing, really. It was just, a, oh, he's just a bit sore. And they found a, a significant tear that's going to leave him out for weeks. Now, What's happening at England that means they're not identifying and telling the clubs these injuries to players well, that's very and, and quite concerning. significant injuries. I mean, that, that's the that a broken w- jaw isn't it's no it's no laughing matter. No, excuse the pun. But then again, but to defend England in the sense of like say the broken the tear in Noah's leg, they got sometimes they got to let swelling go down before they can actually scan them. Okay, so yeah. maybe they maybe it was just a an early diagnosis rather than a full scan to know what's actually wrong with them. How important do you need to be in your squad before they issue you with an MRI? <laughs> uh, not, not that important. I think if you need if no, if you need it, you need it type of thing. It's not yeah. that, but again, I think a few of the boys we've had in, in the past I know that you've got to allow for the swelling to go down, otherwise there's no point in doing it. You got you gotta let the swelling down so they can actually have a look at it after as well. So You've not needed any MRIs, not shuttling uh, you down. To I've had a couple on my knees, uh my foot. I think that's about it. Oh, interesting. They, uh, but there were a lot of England boys that had taken a knock, and some people that were were held back from playing this weekend. Others that played, but kind of the directors of rugby kind of got the feeling that like George Cruz had had a bit of a yep. had a bit of a knock, and they didn't really want him to play, but he but he did. Played pretty well. Played well. Played, played well, excellent. Yeah. Played well, but Alex Good was was kept back. Yeah, um, Ben Youngs. Yeah, an, uh, another one. I, I I'm. So it's interesting before a Europe before a run of European games and autumn internationals to have a really tough tough few days. Yeah, and it's interesting as well. Like, how do you make that decision? Because a lot of guys were held back because of England, and then other guys, like say Cruis, would just said, "Yeah, off, off, off you go and play." I suppose if you've got a big game, they need the big players, and that yeah. that'll be that. Mm. But it does seem odd this whole camp business. Well, should, do, do you, in terms of workload, would you think it's an odd time of year to be loading on uh, some players? It's not so much the load, but it, sorry, it's not training's training, rugby's training, rugby's training. What it's rather than do that judo, why not do two rugby sessions, which aren't going to be as intense, but you can still get a lot into it, a lot of mm. information. The play, the players up in England are good enough players. They play, they play, playing well enough to be selected. So. They're very good players. Why not use that organi- use that time in midweek, in between two games, of Premiership standard to organise something that you need for the autumn? You know, there's there's way you've got time with them to I do think, stuff. It is interesting. I mean, um, Eddie Jones with Japan went through the whole the whole judo thing, 
uh, particularly for its pack, and it was very, very successful. But there again, I can't see how much you... There is a good point, isn't it? I can't see how much you can get done in changing habits and techniques in one, in a in one-off one session. Yeah. So, hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, I'm sure there's going to be much more written about that, and apparently there's going to be a meet. Uh, there's I don't know whether it's all or some directors of rugby. Oh yeah, called for a meeting with Eddie Jones on Thursday. Yeah, so I understand Eddie Jones is going to a meeting with what's his name, director of rugby for Saracens. Uh, Stuart McCall, yeah. Uh, now, In fact, he's going to their their club meeting. Yeah. If uh, if this had been. Um, Stuart Lancaster, he'd have been absolutely roasted. I think Eddie Jones... Rightly got, so. He's, he's got a fair bit of credit in there. Yeah, but of course it wouldn't be Stuart Lancaster, would it? Because they'd be too busy writing messages on shirts. Yeah. So, you know, that's the difference. Well, that's what I mean. Eddie Jones, is, this is the first time he's actually sort of been tested in, a, in with the media and stuff because he's been golden boy. and. Well, he still is golden boy. He carries well, on winning. Play, and, yeah, and, you know, exactly. And they'll be doing judo every week. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right back to the back to the prem then um, because we've got loads loads to talk about. Um, I just want a, a quick mention for Newcastle because they're probably the surprise. Well, for for some people they'd be the surprise package so far in the Premiership. They're a bit of a resurgent team. They're looking. Yeah, they're like a good team. Outfit. I think I think it's taken them. Um, oh, is it the third season is it of mm. the, the plastic picture there? And I think. Yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, you're not going to just going to change your squad overnight. Maybe two, three years is about the time it's taken. Dean Richards get a squad together where it suits that suits that ground. Whereas it used to be the old wet pitch that you'd play on, big heavy pack. They've had to change it up a bit, I think, and they've probably had a few transfers and in between that point to get them to where they are now. And how did you find it when you played against them, both in terms of the plastic pitch and how and how they how they play as a unit? Uh, I don't. I don't mind the plastic pitch. To be fair, I think I th- Worcester's one. I was very impressed with. It seemed be- better than the other two in That's the league. That's right. Yeah, it felt it felt a lot better underfoot. To be fair, I, I don't know if it's a newer version of it mm. or what. Um, Newcastle, as I said, going to where going from where they were to where they are now, from when I started playing against them four years ago. Uh, they're definitely playing a wider game, more expansive game. Where I think, as I said a second ago, they've obviously signed players which are going to suit that game plan that they've got. Which suits the pitch they've got now. So yeah, I tell you what, I absolutely love their uh, centre, uh, Juan Pablo Sacchino. He's some player. Great quads. Great quads. <laughs> but he's just a good or he's a little quads. like little cannonball. Yeah. Um, yeah. The plastic pitches. It's basically doing a, a deal with the devil, isn't it? You're going to have a slight advantage over everyone else, and then Saracens rolls it rolls into town. So pick your poison. Yeah. Uh, what other games do you want to want to cover off? Uh, only say this about Gloucester Exeter it was a draw we don't need to talk, talk about it too much how impressive it is that Exeter knew exactly what they needed to do uh, Steenson 
puts the ball from halfway right into the five meter line. They drive over over and score. I mean, uh, I just think it's testament to how organised they are and how good they are um, as a unit. They had a exact um, an exact aim and they pretty much achieved it, except for the conversion. That's what England needed in the World Cup, something like against Wales. Oh. Just just ab- we needed to know completely what we had to do, <laughs> not have the choice. It was just such, such good drills. Yeah, you know, get down there, more score. Mm. Uh, uh, and then lastly, have we? Is anyone going to get angry? Les- Leicester Worcester. Well, Leicester Worcester is also Harlequins Northampton. Is anyone going to be? Uh, Harlequins Northampton was a horrible game. It was horrible, wasn't it? It was. I mean, uh, Harlequins showed a bit of dog, but it looked like two. It looked like two teams that are, are sort of. Uh, playing to get their director of rugby changed just, um, <laughs> can't wait for him to get out it just uh, yeah it was ugly well, really ugly I realise this Harlequins haven't lost at home yet and it feels no, like they've won three aren't they yeah oh yeah and I think that Wasps defeat well actually who they lost to they lost to Wasps ourselves so, oh yeah, yeah of course yeah um, I, I don't know what it is I just don't find them very very impressive I find them a bit soft a little bit in, like individualistic uh, but they seem to come up with the goods at home. And Adam Jones had a great game. At Loosehead. At Loosehead. Yeah. Would, would you believe it? Uh, yeah, you're right. They... Now, that, that shouldn't be underestimated, because I know he's, he's slotted in occasionally before, but that... I, I mean, how, how different is... I know your second second row, back row, Millsy, but how different is Loose? It's like, that's just chalk like, and cheese, isn't it? Yeah, you know, exactly. It's completely... You know, you look at the body shapes of people. Yeah. They're always usually a smaller Loosehead rather than a bigger tighter there. Yeah, he's, if he's done a job there, it's from playing tight at all his career, pretty much, to be able to go there and yeah. do well. And you know, he wasn't up against no mug. He had Kieran Brooks opposite That's him. That's right, yeah. And was it Paul Hill? Paul Hill. It? He came on as well. So to be able to hold his own against them and even maybe take a bit, take it to them a bit as well. And he you played know. 80, 80 minutes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was unreal. Lions year, mate. Rolling back Lions the years. <laughs> rolling, uh, back, rolling back the years. Uh, and lastly, well, Leicester Worcester. Oh yeah, Leicester Worcester, just incre- incredible, incredibly impressive. Th- that Viani try. Oh, what a try! Well, hang on, there was a better try than that. Do you want to see Tom Brady's try? I've seen the celebration. Superb, superb. I didn't see the celebration. What well, was the, the, celebration? Finish, the finish, <laughs> the finish, <laughs> yeah. the finish. Uh, tried to swan dive. Uh, yeah, okay. he tried to swan dive, but he kept one foot on the ground. Now, I need to know this for my fantasy rugby team. But do you like JP Peterson's just being rested up, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah. he's not. He's not. Brady's not being picked first choice, is he? No, no. You just keep JP Peterson, mate. You'll be fine. Uh, You'll be fine. Uh, it's good to see. It's good to see him uh, getting a run out because I remember a few years ago there was a lot, a lot of people talking him up as should be a Saxon and um, he's got a good rugby brain, Brady. So, right, and also, if, you know, if you're going to kick on, Leicester is as good a place place as anywhere. Yeah, mind you, it's, it seems like good business all round um, with Paolo. A dog who coming the other way and getting the, getting some game time. Wow, his feet are electric. Yeah, strong, strong little boy. Yeah, <laughs> he goes hard. Yeah, he's a uh, little uh, like nineteen little years of age. Is, yeah, he's is called, he nineteen? Yeah, he's, uh, he's called himself Marcus Ra- the Marcus Rashford of rugby though. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh dear! I bet he took some stick after he oh, said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, d- tell me, how many people, if anyone, call Sam James the King of Wilmslow? I don't. Uh, he got a tweet from who was it? Was it Mike Haley? Yeah. Uh, who quoted him saying, um, "Yeah, lads in Wilmslow think they're uh, like what was it? I can't remember. Like big lads of Wilmslow think think, think they're it until I walk in uh, until I walk in uh, into a pub." Hashtag King of Wilmslow. Yeah. Brilliant. Apparently that's <laughs> what he referred to himself as. Well, he's, not, he's not in Wilmslow anymore. He's living with Haley now. So. Oh wow. Yeah. King so, of Didsbury now. King 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 of Didsbury. King of Didsbury. 
Um, right. Um, so yeah, we apologise. We haven't seen all the games. Well, I have actually. Um, the only other thing I'll mention from that is uh, Vianney's try was out of this world. Mm. Now, whether it is a tackling which is out of this world bad, or he was out out of this world, I'm going to tend to give him the benefit benefit of, uh, of the doubt. But if you've not seen it, have a look at it. It's truly outstanding. So how is uh, like we talk on our podcast and with our bunch of rugby mates and and you know when when we were playing and stuff it would be uh, WhatsApp. Say I'll have a WhatsApp group, do they? The players? We do, yeah, yeah. Does that get? Uh... Yeah, we just talk about training quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> we just talk about rugby mainly. So no, what it's, a bit, it's a bit of banter flows about on there now and again. So about January, do you have like five five names leave and it says like? Such I and saw such. January. January was still we still still about, aren't we? It's such and to, such has gone to wasps. Usually, well, we know what's happening, but then they'll give them a bit of banter on on the group, and then you won't uh, they won't get checked out until the end of the season. You know? <laughs> but that's it. It's like when you leave or when you join, you're in, you're out. The WhatsApp. Yeah, group, I think then, so. Yeah, yeah. I tell that's you what. The only be. there's one person who's still in a WhatsApp group who. Oh, let's guess. Who left from the last season? You can from have a last guess. Last season, okay. From last season. From last season. I'm so gonna I, say. I was, I'm gonna say Brady. Nope. No, no, no. Well, so hold on. So, a coach is in it as well. No, 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 no. No, because I can no, say no, it's dangerous. Man. There was, that's what I was thinking. I'm wondering how Dan Braid would go. He'd, he'd be like, yeah, so. no, he wasn't in it anyway. Oh, was he not? No, no. Ah, oh, one player who, who who did leave Taylor. Tommy, Tommy Taylor. No, it wouldn't be him. He'd, he'd be he'd be gone. Obviously. Um. I oh, Sippers. Nah, no. you won't get it. It's a Vadim Kobolus. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, everyone to a man who I've met loves he's a, uh, he's Vadim, King of Moldova, King of Moldova. <laughs> <laughs> no, how many, how many international props have drop kicked uh, points? He's got international international points, isn't he? For yeah, kicking, yeah, yeah, yeah. for kicking. Oh, no, yeah, have you seen right. the kick of the conversion? Yeah, uh, we a touch on the conversion. Yeah, we Amazing. played it on the podcast. Yeah, we have. We've Amazing. Uh, now here's a really important question that every every rugby fan wants to know: Who are the administrators for the for the sale what sale WhatsApp group? Uh, myself again, and <laughs> nice. uh, Sam Bedlow, one of the young kids, is on there. So. Sam Bedlow, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I can delegate to him. He can do all the work. Then, can't <laughs> so, you're, so. so you're, you're kind of like the social secretary then for the. Uh, oh, well, there's a few of us. Uh, Will Allison's in there. Dave Seymour and Charlie Ingle. So there's a few of us. If there was a kangaroo uh, court, who'd be judge? Uh, that'd be your job. There'd be a few of us. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you'd, be, you'd be up there. I'd, I'd help out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, the, are the socials good? Yeah, we have a good time. Uh, we got. One coming up soon, so no. uh, or a Halloween one by any chance dressing up one. Uh, it depends. The problem is, it's just with fixtures. You got oh, you got to try to work around. So, so, so you got you you've got a social coming up, right? Is it a case of lads chip in X amount of pounds, or does dimes come, or Simon Orange with a checkbook and say, no, the, "Here you go. Here's a so, here's a social kitty." No, not really. We sort out ourselves because you know I, I think it's just it's, you don't want to take the mick either out of them. What they'll, they'll sort us out now and again doing the year at some point, but. Getting us a few few drinks here and there. I think we had we had, we had a social. Oh, but so it's not actually structured. In. So like in Saracens, are like okay, boys, off you go to New York and we'll go and jump, go and jump out of the plane. Not like that. Not like that. No, I think Sarri's the only one I know that's like that. Yeah, I mean Saracens spend so much on their socials. I I, I think it might even contravene the salary cap. Well, it's, uh, there you are. It's, it's mental. <laughs> no, it's all pretty. It's, you know, it's just one of them. But team bonding, nothing too crazy. Just go out, have a good time with each other. Get home, keep quiet. <laughs> there in, you in go. that sense, especially in a you know a great city like Manchester or even London, wherever wherever around the country, although some towns I think like the Bath Boys, everyone in town would know about it if they yeah. were out in town. But it must be great being a in that sense, not being United or City. I've yeah. I've, I've been in town when they've got gone into a restaurant or whatever, and it's just it's, oh, yeah, it's different level. That you isn't can't it? You, know, you, can't, you, you can't compare with that. Yeah, I do wonder about that. You know, for rugby players, because the options to for somewhere to live 
Well, if not in London, where else are you going to go? Midlands? Bath? I mean, Bath's nice, but you know, spending oh, all you... the time there. Manchester, to me, seems like quite a reasonable sort of uh, compromise. And, like you say, because it's not as big as the football, you can be fairly anonymous. Mm-hmm. So. For the young boys, it's the, the biggest concentration of students uh, in, uh, in, in the country. Classic Tim. <laughs> Classic Tim. Couldn't, couldn't leave what? it in an episode, could you? Couldn't leave it in an episode. Uh, <laughs> and last game, Wasps Saracens. The Borg are back. Yeah. Did, 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 did you watch this? I've seen, I seen that the, the last 20 of it, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Sarri's being Sarri, isn't it? Winning yeah. games of rugby is what's what they it do. Like, what's it like playing that when you can plan as much as you want in the week and they just it just feels like they're like a boa constrictor and just... Uh, to be fair, I think they quality outfit. You know, they were great players around them. It's similar to what we're saying about the All Blacks. They're well drilled. They all know what they're doing. Mm. They don't need to talk that much because they all know what they're doing. It's a well old machine, especially. But then last year, fair play, they cut, they cut they loose a bit as well. They scored a few tries last year and all that. They're quality. You know, you look at that team. You look at that squad they've got. It's it's up there with any squad that's been there before them. It really is. You uh, look, look to the league. Wasps, Wasps are going to compete with them. Wasps got a good squad that this year. You, them two for me will be for the squad depth that they've got and everything. They, they, they're going to obviously be top two. I can't see you know even extra a great team, but they haven't got the depth that they, these two have got. Uh, I, they'll be listening to our podcast now, pulling their hair out, saying not again. But what impresses us here continually is when you look at their big names. They're not really big names. I mean, yes, they have their marquee signings, but we talk about it all the time, don't we? Props, props from Jersey. Uh, wingers from Doncaster and, and uh, they've got loads of players from Nottingham and yeah Petrus Duplessis is turning to a no, no, no. world class prop or you know a, well, a, well, a high, a high anyway, class prop Chris Wiles not Nottingham yeah and I, I don't know how they do this but they Duncan can, Taylor Bedford yeah, or London, yeah Bedford. Uh, was or it London Bedford? Scottish well one of the two anyway yeah it, it, was, it wasn't to lose is, yeah. uh, it, is what you're saying it's just whatever they're doing there and however they spot these players it's quite incredible if you've got a spine of the team that they've got, though, you look, you look at that spine. Hooker, two world-class hookers. Yeah. Second rows, number eight, nine, uh, ten. It is a good point you make, but, like, again, the hookers and academy uh, project... Uh, academy product. Product, thank you. But I mean, um, I'm, but I mean yeah. like, the depth in that position. Yeah, you're right. So you've got oh, George, right, yeah. you've got Bert, uh, Brits in those positions, you've got Cruz, you've got Atoji, you've got Hamilton, three... Mm. Uh, What's his name? Just retired. Hargreaves. Hargreaves, yeah. He was a great player. Von Ipola. You know, you look, look at that for a, pa- for a spine through that pack. Then you've got... Is, is the Cox still playing there? You know, no, but, Spencer. Uh, Spencer but and Wigglesworth. Co- but the Cox and Wigglesworth and them them two. So you think what Spencer's learnt off the Cox. Mm. The user, he's been there. He's now in the England setup. You had You had Hodgson there last year with Farrell. You got Farrell with... Lazowski, uh, yeah. Lazowski. You know, you got players in those positions. You can have average, not average players, good players around them, and they'll, they'll take you far. They'll take you a long yeah. way. Well, well, what got me is uh, the game against Bristol. Now we all know Bristol aren't the class of the Premiership, but their whole backline, except except for Brad Barrett, were basically their second string players, and they still put four, like forty points on them. Uh, the only guy who's not who's irreplaceable in that whole team is Billy Vanapola. They just can't replace him. Well, now, what's amazing like, about him is. He's a, he, and he's a he's a week week in week out eighty minute player now, and that's what he's done. That's really just amazed me. Yeah, uh, we talk about Adam Jones playing his eighty minutes, so it, you know, but B- Billy's been t- he's doing that to an unbelievable level the whole time. Now, Millsy, I noticed that the, the way that Sale work, 
you know you're one of those players in, in that every team needs where you just you hit rocks all day long and make tackles all day long you do a load you do a load of the unseen work that wins ball uh, for for the for the other guys um but quite quite often you'll be you know 60 minutes and yeah. then dimes will go what I make what what I make Millsy come, <laughs> come and have come and have a breather let's carry him off so how how impressive to do what Billy Bonapolo does for 80 he's a quality player you, you want them on the pitch for 80 minutes you know you you want your best players on the pitch and then it depends as you said it depends what they've got behind him as well you got you know i think you, i think the top teams use their bench and you'd be silly not to in this league if if you're not using the quality players that you've got to bring on then what's the point of having them mm. you've got to trust the players you've got on that bench otherwise there's no point but billy vonapol is he's a world class player and uh, he keeps getting better to be fair to him and uh, Good luck to him. Uh, and I've just got to take issue with uh, your description of Mills's unseen work. First receiver work, in fact, I've noticed a lot of first receiver work, not just off you, but from the entire pack. Yeah, which I think, you know, we're trying to play a bit of rugby, which uh, it didn't happen on Friday. Uh, <laughs> but it was, that was 1-15 to 15 and the bench. We didn't we didn't really perform as well as we wanted to. But I think Paul Deacon's come in and done a hell of a job for us. He's really opened up the game of how we want to try to play rugby and... Uh, it's not to say that we won't do the tight stuff as well, but it's nice to have that mix. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing we've carried on saying here is Sale are spreading the ball so well now. Yeah, I think, as I said, like I said Newcastle a minute ago, um, it's probably taken them three years to get where they want to do to play the type of rugby they're going to play, which suits their yeah. their game. Whereas, you know, I think Paul's been there, this is only his second season, and we're still learning. Boy, new boys come in, we've got, you know, two new tens have come in now. We're learning, learning the game. Phil's he's coming. He's learning. How Are you giving Mugford any banter for his um, tattoos, T- tattoos and haircut? Oh, Gibriani. <laughs> <laughs> Answers that is no. <laughs> no, we keep quiet with Gips. No, yeah. he's um, he's um. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine him and uh, uh, what's his name coming across from Wigan are going to become very good Josh. friends. Yeah, yeah, I think they get on quite well. I, I, yeah. In fact, they were tweeting each other, so definitely, <laughs> definitely going to happen. JB, we've had so many comments the last few weeks on about the my Facebook feet. video about your feet. I Keep know. them down, mate, or put some <laughs> socks on for God's sake. Sorry, mate. Uh, well, Facebook Live's down, so that's the end of that. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Just cancel it because his feet. <laughs> I, think it, yeah. I think it might have been. It, it can't handle it. Um, yeah, so it's actually quite an interesting game this one because I've got a feeling this this might be the Premiership final. And it gives us a little bit of um, insight to how it all all might en- end up. Marathon, not a sprint, but I can't, yeah. I've still got boys to come back. Tommy Taylor didn't play today. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cruz started. A yeah. Wait oh no, no, got... I'm not saying this will be the results. No, no, but, but I'm saying like Wasps. Yeah. Wasps. wasps uh, uh, they've probably been the most impressive so far this season for yeah. me. After well, seeing them, like half over half their tries have come from started inside their own half. Is that right? Yeah. But you know that's kind of why Saracens are so impressive. I and mean, do you know what I loved? I love how Wigglesworth just sucks life out uh, out of all games. I don't mean that in a in a derogatory way. He makes them it almost like when he plays, it frustrates the other team so much that they forget what they're doing because they're, they're defending, 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 and then he kicks it away. It's uh, I think he's a superb player. Interesting how Wasps go when uh, when the rain kicks in. Good point, actually. Mm. Yeah, because they play some great they play some great rugby, and if they can keep playing out in the rain, fair play to them. But it's not as easy as that. Yeah, I wonder if that's when they're going to swap, kind of get like move Cipriani out, give Gopeth the run at ten, have a bit, a bit more of a muscular backline. Well, 
Sippers kind of did that marshalling job at, at Sale the last few years. Like a lot of people, people think yeah. he has got the running game in his locker, but what he actually did the last few years, he he actually kicked more than any other Premiership fly half. He can defend as well. He makes his tackles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was very very impressed with him today, mm. uh, particularly particularly the outside break around uh, round Billy for the for, for the only try. I think England should reconsider their decision and maybe have a look at him. It is interesting, isn't it? Especially with Farrell being kind of well, they're, they're talking about he's going to be coming back. Actually, I spent a bit of time with Dylan Hartley this week. Did uh, you? At an o- I was working at an, an O2 Touch event, and um, Dylan Hartley was there as an ambassador, and he's back. This he should be back for this weekend's games. Is he out with concussions? Nope, it's his leg. He, uh. He's got. He says he says he's basically just coming back. He's got a. He had some nerve issues in his spine. And then, but now it's his, he's kind of hasn't been able to do weights on one of his legs, so he's kind of got a jelly leg. That sounds horrendous. So he was spending all day just like doing little hops Horrible. onto one leg to try. Yeah, and... well, Mike, Mike, Mike Williams apparently has got nerve damage in his arm, which again it sounds just horrendous. Mm. Oh, is oh, that, yeah, is well, that that's... from England training again? Or... Yeah, we didn't a mention. Good question. No. I don't know, but he broke his arm twice. Yeah, uh, last year apparently, and Cockrell says he's got nerve damage now, so he had to pull out just before the start of the game. Mm. But uh, yeah, if, if Mike Williams is out, it's interesting. I mean, who are they going to put put at seven? I told you, end up there. Do you reckon? And you never know, do you? Like they, they, they were chatting it up when they doing the week. They were saying that he could play everywhere. Surely and... it's Rob Shaw. I know Eddie Jones. Yeah, but he seems made to such be... a big. He made such He's, a big deal I mean. about him. I, I actually, I, I think. But that's might... cutting off your nose to spite your face. Him not putting Rob Shaw to seven, but just just because he made such a big deal. But that's the obvious thing to do. Well, I kind of think that he'll go for um, and then Matt he... Garvey at seven before he goes for Rob Shaw. Mm. Uh, it seems to be that um, it seems to be that Jones has got a very clear idea of what a seven is, which doesn't match anyone else's I, um, I, I idea of a seven. And all the attributes of that seven do not fit any of the attributes that Rob Shaw has, and that'll be and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, and it goes all the way from Haskell to. Well, that's fine when everyone was fit, but now everyone's not fit. It's going to test that. Then so who's who would you put there? Who would I put there? I'd probably go. I don't know whether Hughes and Vinopola would be at six eight. Would be <sighs> too much ball carrying and not enough hitting, you, not enough hitting rucks. Can you have too much ball carrying? Yeah, well, yeah, because you need you need like mix. You, you do like need a mix. Rob Shaw mm. and Haskell did so much of that uh, that work winning ball quickly so that Vinopola could. You know, much like Saracens do, where they let him be that ball carrier. So if I don't, I don't know whether Hughes, but I'd, I'd be interested to see Hughes and Vinopola on the same back row together. If every, if everyone's fit, Vinopola, Hughes, put Ewers at seven, just because I want to <laughs> see it. You know, just ball carry, ball carry, just massive men. Yeah, and hope you Who, never. Who's hitting rucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, hit, just, just hope you never ever lose the ball. I don't know if, well, if not, if not Hughes, then actually, yeah, you're right. God, I don't know. It's an interesting one, isn't it? I, 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 I don't know. That, that's why I'm not paid maybe, Eddie may- Jones's money. Maybe a Toji then. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. it would be very unusual, wouldn't it? I said this um, before. Like, how unusual would it be to put your best lock at, at seven? Maybe at six, but at seven. Well, he's played a bit back row, hasn't he? He's played anyway, a, as played a kid, a, though. He's played no. He's played six at, for Saracens quite a bit. He's yeah, a, but he's like a good rugby player. He, yeah, you know, I think uh, he's playing brilliant. So. You just got to put him on the pitch, and he'll keep doing what he's doing. And then anyway. you get to put in Launchbury. Oh, well, Launch- Laws was the guy who went to six. Well, you get Launchbury, in... well, you get Launchbury or Laws as yeah. as a second row, and you probably rather that than. Yeah, no, that's probably not a bad shout. Interesting. Well, that's Eddie Jones's call. Uh, we'll see who's fit by the time that comes around. Now, yeah. I should mention uh, because we haven't really talked about the uh, the Pro Twelve matches. 
Mm. And I know that we have quite a few listeners in Ireland. Uh, <sighs> okay. It was described by one of our listeners as the, the biggest derby match in the Northern Hemisphere, Leinster-Munster. He's probably got a point. You reckon? Yeah, probably. It was a fair, fair few turned out for it. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, how many attended this? Um, I'll get the exact figure, but... Because um, I guess that, that'll be our answer. But yeah, I think that's a fair shout. Um, yeah. Who won? Uh, Leinster won. They, they look really impressive. Johnny Sexton, man of the match. And yeah, Peter Omani was back, which is good to see. Played his first full game, scored a try, but um, Leinster were comfortable winners. Uh, the other, th- uh, the only game I've seen from Pro 12 this week was Cardiff versus um, Ospreys. And actually, it was a good game to watch. I will concede that. And um, Davis at Flyhoff looked very impressive, which is really, really interesting when you consider that they put big, bigger on the bench. They also said that Big is number one, so... Yeah. Well, who said that? Ospreys? Ospreys said that. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it's, it's easy to say, isn't it? But when Davis is on the field winning games against your local rival, who are good this year, you know, talk, talk's cheap. Mm. Yeah, but, then, but that league, though, does it really matter? <laughs> Not really. Well... In the, in the, in the sense that you can, you can rotate... Mm. And not that you don't want to win a game of rugby, but I mean, like, if you want to keep somebody happy, if you want to keep the players on the books, etc., and say, like, Davis now, <clears throat> he needs to play rugby, wants to play rugby, wants to give him a starting slot. It's not a big... It's not like... It's not like a premiership game, I don't think. Yeah. It doesn't you know mean... When... Every premiership game is like a cup final. Yeah, you know you know. in the calendar you could go, oh, look, we've got Zeba there, we've got Treviso there. Yeah. Do you know when you're at Scarlet's then? Um, I mean, were you... Was it a different mindset when you're playing Pro 12? Almost as if you're working up to European Cup. Uh, it was it, it was still early days when I was down the Scarlets. I think it was like the second third of regional rugby, where because obviously it, it, they still had relegation a few years before that in the Welsh Premiership. Um, yeah. I I just know I you could tell that some games meant nothing, especially towards the end of the season. Mm. They've changed it now with the fact that you you got to qualify for Europe. You, there's no guarantee of you being in Europe. You've got to get to a certain slot to get there. Um, but I think I think the Irish region, especially the the, the Holy Grail, is the European oh, Champions Cup. I mean, them and Toulouse, uh, you know, that those sort of caliber of teams look like they do nothing but target but target Europe. Yeah. Remember when it, like European Cup first came? Oh, European Cup. Celtic League first came about and it's in the papers I, I was fairly young I was looking through it I was getting very excited about all these regions playing yeah. each other in a cross-border competition then you'd watch it and it'd be some it's a mixture of players that you'd never heard of yeah. with results which just didn't really didn't really add up because no one, no one particularly cared yeah, yeah. it's got better but because no, now you've got to earn your top six spot yeah, to be yeah but the... I mean that's you know been going on for one year yeah so mm. Uh, yeah, but to finish off, Cardiff Ospreys was actually a very, a very good game. And Connacht beat Ulster, which was a, gr- a fantastic win for them. Yes, um, mega that. It ended Ulster's winning run, and uh, Connacht now two back to back. So they they had a few injuries in Connacht, yeah. I think. So they must be having bodies back. Then they've had a retirement as well, which doesn't help. And uh, and they st- that, the way they started that game, it was just like uh, that proper the way Con- the blueprint for last year was just really hard. Really hard runners and uh, and Bundyaki just looking awesome. So, um, well, it'll look even better for Munster next year. <laughs> well, uh, let's we get on to the European Games coming up let's this weekend. Let's do it, Tim. 
So, are we all start on... Now, now, oh, sorry, go on. Just How t- do you want me to do this? The TV broadcasters uh, don't particularly care about the Challenge Cup. Should we care about the Challenge no, Cup? No, of course we shouldn't. We're serious <laughs> rugby people. Yeah. Oh, hang on. A sale in, in Challenge no, Cup? We're, <laughs> no, we're, we're, the... we've got an easy group. Of course, yeah. yes. Sale, oh, sale, sale or walk it, just, just Toulon. Uh, I don't know why I asked that, because I've got you here. Just Toulon, Saracens and Scarlets. Where are you going to pick up your points? No big deal. Um, To be fair, I, I think... We've probably got not got a bad start in in the sense we're away to Scarlet, so a win on no the offense, road. No offense, to, no offense to them, but they're the team that's going to probably be the most likely one the way the win away from home. Yep, and you got Toulon on a Friday night at, at AJ Bell, so and they've not been firing. No, they, but they, they still have quality individuals. But yeah, you know we haven't been firing at times, no. so we've got we've got to take care of ourselves. But you know, at home. We don't, we don't fear nobody at home. Yeah. Do you know, if anybody can, we'll, we'll give them a crack. Uh, I'm not going to make any predictions because uh, I made two predictions in two weeks. One, obviously, Sale, we're going to turn over Bath, which, you know, whatever. And uh, the other one was Bristol might do better than they would, than I expected them to do against Saracens, and they were horrendous. So I'm not going to make any predictions about Sale, but I do think you can cause some upsets. So well, we'll we got, you know, I think I'd hope... In the Premiership, anywhere in in this thing again, people got to travel and it's hard to travel and win win away win away from home. So if you can pick up one away down the Scarlets, and then you know we'll start worrying about who's next after that. Are you looking forward to your trip to uh, Felix uh, Stad Felix Mail? Yeah, it'd be good. I've been down there yet, so uh, I think the supporters are looking forward to it. So it was a great trip for them, and uh, we'll go out there and give them a crack. Nice. I tell the supporters to take a, a Manchester Evening News down there to throw up in the air. Along with the French newspapers, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that might be one. Might be one that I go and watch. Who knows? Uh, right. So, so anyway, we'll skirt over the the, the rugby as it uh, th- where it's the Challenge Cup concerned and focus a little bit more on the on the Champions Cup. So Thursday night's the first game. Harlequins, Stade Francais, whatever. Uh, is this Challenge Cup? Yeah. Are we actually doing this? Are we? Well, I'm just mentioning the right, okay. We don't have to talk about it. It's fine. Whatever. That's Thursday night, uh, and that is the warm up for Friday night. Now I'll be working at this one. Ooh. Um, where? Uh, Glasgow. I've not You're been, going to Glasgow. I've not been to Scots, Scotstone, no. Uh, is that the, the one they've moved back to? Is it? Is yeah. That, so what um, they've done there. They've done out. Or? They've had it done out a little bit. Well, I, I don't think the attendances are, are that are great for most games. Will he be hanging out with your liberal me uh, with your liberal media friends? What's after, that? What um, do you mean? Uh, after the game? Oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I'll be uh, I'll be getting on a I'll be getting over to uh, Dublin. Uh, no, that'll be in Saturday morning. What are you doing? Two games? Yeah. Oh, you... <sighs> Friday night. Friday night. Glasgow. Leicester. How? So it's Glasgow v Leicester. How the other half live, eh? L- loving life. All Gla- of the money, none of the contact. <laughs> <laughs> Glasgow v Leicester. Uh, Glasgow v Leicester. Uh, I am going to say Glasgow at home is going to be a narrow win for Leicester, but there's not going to be much in it. I think this could go either way. I'm on Glasgow. Oi. Big what, shouts. What have you seen in Glasgow that makes you think that? Again, just at their home. You know, I think like Leicester at the moment they're still M and R and what they, how good they are. They, they weren't they weren't brilliant against us on the road. So they, again, Cockrell said they weren't great mm. yesterday. So what? they've still got work to do. Oh, that's do you know what we haven't mentioned this? They fired their fired their defensive coach Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen's gone. Yeah, it would be interesting to see who um didn't they say uh, who uh, next? Didn't they say Major's doing? Doing the defence as well. Defence and attack. I think so. It looks yeah. like he's doing sure defence and, sure uh, uh, and attack at, uh, at the moment. In fairness, I'm sure I read that. Mm. That's a lot of workload for one coach. I think it'd be unusual. I don't think there's anyone in the Premiership doing that. Is there? No. 
What, what, what's the so Paul Deacon looks after attack? Yeah, Dimes is forwards and overseer. Yeah, overlord. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, and then Mike Forshaw takes over defence. Now I heard one thing of uh, I don't know how is this true, but I heard this of of Dimes. So there was there was a, a really hardcore preseason session. This might have been last year, not the one just gone, um, and it was a really hard fitness session. It was the last one of the week, and. <laughs> just before it finished he turned up with a little pickup with a load of beers in the back started doing donuts around the ground oh, I don't know about donuts I've never seen him doing donuts but uh, <laughs> usually at the end at the end of uh, the pre-season block uh, we'll all sit down and have a beer uh, just on the pitch after the last conditioning set so yeah well it, it sounds a bit fabricated but yeah uh, yeah the, the donuts it sounds like yeah the Chinese donuts whispers. have been added I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> although I can imagine uh, I, I, I can imagine I, I, was he firing a pistol in uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. in the air <laughs> I, I, I tell you the best beers ever right this this is this to me, they sound to me like like the best beers, beers ever um, do you remember when the England team got caught urinating on the pitch in the oval the cricket team yeah one of the reasons for that is because after the game, they took beers to the middle of the Oval after everyone had left. That sounds like proper beers. Yeah, and then they got in trouble for just having a piss yeah, yeah. on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing to do with the beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let the boys piss. Um, well then. Right, uh, so Challenge Cup, whatever. Grenoble, Leon, Ospreys, Newcastle, Dragons Breathe, Bristol Blues. Yeah, whatever. Uh, then, so Saturday's fixtures, Wasps, Zebra. Wow. I mean, you've got the group you've got. Yeah. Scarlets uh, will be tough, and then obviously Talon Saracens, and then you see Wasps getting Zebra. Yeah, but that's that's all down to where they finish, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's all it's seeded. It's, you are seeded. Oh so. uh, yeah. Would you have been in the same pot as Zebra then? Probably, yeah. I think yeah. So, yeah, I think we were bottom seeds, but like two years ago when, when we were in the competition, we had Saris, Clermont, and Munster. So. Mm. You're never going to get an easy game out of it, are you? Yeah. No. Uh, we'll see, so we don't really need to talk about that one. Um, Connacht, Toulouse. Have you seen much top 14? What's it, like Stad? What, what's the team that Rochelais? Uh, there's a team that have come out of nowhere and are doing really well. Uh, well, I mean, it's very hard to tell anything with the French leagues. Um, they've do, got. Do you must know people that play over there in France. Is it the meat grinder that, that it appears it is? Because they play. Uh, it just it sounds it sounds savage with the away journeys. It just sounds like. I was speaking to Magnus during the week and he was saying like I can't remember what it was they did like an eight hour journey somewhere <laughs> and then but they played two games in like four days so in the same area so rather than even going home they just stayed there and then I played another game they lost both games but uh, you can what? see why they lose games but then it's, from what you hear they send a lot of the time they send almost a second string away from home don't they? Yeah well I've got a couple of anecdotes relating to that one is um, Toulon in fact both are uh, Toulon First of all, apparently Lepore would show up on a Thursday, and that would be he didn't do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He just showed up on a Thursday with a flip chart, and all the home games had a win next to it, and all the away games had a loss next to it, and that'd be him done until uh, until uh, until Saturday when he'd sit on the bench. And the other one was, do you remember when Toulon lost the top fourteen final to Stad? Do, do you remember that? I think that, that was two or three years ago. Yeah, right? two, yeah. two two years ago now. Uh, obviously, it's a big trip. It's it's a flight up up to Paris. They chartered the plane up to Paris, and then Bourgeois was so upset that they'd lost, he got back on the charter plane, flew home alone, oh and sent, sent the plane back. Wow. So that is that is a that is a validated real story from a wow. top source. Well, it just he didn't want to travel with the team. Didn't want to know him. Brilliant. Wow. So yeah, 
Um, so Toulouse uh, versus Connacht, Connacht to- at home. Yeah, Toulouse lost to Leon. They got they got uh, badly beaten up front, but I think they're gonna have too much for Connacht. Sadly, that's Paul too. Um, if you had to pick who's gonna progress from Paul two, Wasps you'd have to think would be one of them. Wasp be Wasp, favorite, Wasp, Wasps and Toulouse. I think well, Toulouse will be the favourites there still. How's it work? Top winners of th- w- winners and then five? and then uh, there's uh, you're in this. You should know. No, yeah. is there five five groups? Yeah, so three five, wi- five winners and three best runners up. Is it five pools and well, there's five pools in the Challenge Cup. So I'm assuming there's five pools in the chat. Yeah, five pools. Yeah, that's right. So five winners, pools. So winners and winners three, plus three plus three. Yeah. So win, so I'd say wasps, wasps as winners. Wasps you? as winners, yeah. And that's the sort of because zebra are in that pool. That's the, that's one of the ones that you think one of the best losers runners up will come from. Yeah. Um, pool three, then here we go, Millsy. Your pool: Toulon Saracens uh, at the Stade Mayol. Toulon Saracens. Well, are you allowed to? <laughs> should we? Should, should me and JB give our predictions? Uh, well, you? I, I, again, I just just because they're home, you'd have to say Toulon. Uh, I. I think Saracens will beat them, you know. Oh, will they? See, here's the thing about two. two. Mike Ford's their mastermind in it now. Uh, here's the thing about Toulon. We haven't, we haven't even talked about that at any point. On yeah. The well, we de- Toulon don't coming. need a mastermind, do they? Because they're so big and so good at good at what they do. It's not like your game plan for Toulon. You've just got to show up and be bigger and stronger. And As Saracens probably are fairly well equipped to to take them on. I reckon bonus point loss for Saracens actually. Yeah, bonus point loss for Saracens. I'm going to go Toulon. And uh, Scarlet's host, Sail Sharks, Sail. at Parky Scarlet. <laughs> Sail Sharks, bo- bonus point win. <laughs> we'll take that now. Hear we'll me now, it. believe me later. <laughs> uh, Paul Four, uh, and I'll be I'll be working at this one as well. Leinster cast. Uh, say Leinster in Dublin, you'd think Leinster. Have looked I know nothing about cast, so. Uh, oh, they haven't been firing, and Leinster have looked really good uh, against Munster. They were mm-hmm. great. So, um, and it's, it's mad when you think that some of the talent that. Isn't even Robbie Henshaw played his first game for Leinster <sighs> against Munster. He's so he's he's now uh, got a game under his belt. Mm. Keen Healy, uh, proper church, hasn't even turned out yet. Yeah, I don't think it'll be easy for him to get back in uh, back Jack, in the side. Jack, Jack, Jack McGrath's looking great. Uh, and in pool four as well, this is a tough pool as well. Northampton versus Montpellier. No, uh, Ruin Pinar, that that's that's cleared that one up. He's going to be going to Montpellier. Oh, is he? Yeah, I, I I hoped that he might go to. Sale. We thought sale. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, well, we've got two good lines at the moment. Depends what we're doing. Isn't it? Well, you can come, you know, you can mix them up ten, fifteen. I'm true, sure, true. sure, be handy to have about. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a shame. And so Northampton at home, you'd think. Well, I don't know. They haven't been. Oh, they've been a bit shaky yeah, so far. They haven't they? been able to score any points. Who are they playing? And Montpellier. Do you know what? I think they're very well equipped to take on the French show because they're so massive. Mind you, I say this every week about Northampton. They are so enormous. I can't think of a single team in the Prem bigger than them. They are huge. Mm. So, at home, they're going to win. They're going to squeak past Montpellier. Okay. Well, Actually, sure. Montpellier are pretty massive. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, they're full of staffers, aren't they? Big yeah. I mean, you, you had them last year. Yeah, they played them last year. Big, big, big set of lads. Yeah, so actually, maybe... Is oh. uh, White still there? Has he gone yet? Or is he... Well, the rumour about White is... Well, he is going because Vern Cotter's got yeah. his job. But the rumour is that uh, he's never got over uh, applying for the England job. So he applied for the England job and the president has never forgiven him. Oh, really? So he is there, but he's not going to be there for long. Right. I understand. Uh, OK, we move on to Sunday and pull one. Racing 92 play Munster. Good game. Yeah. At, at In Paris, in yeah? Paris. 
Sam. Yeah, you got yeah. I can't see past Racing. Mind you, they're not the mid table in the French leagues at the moment. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me Racing. And in Pool Five, both games in Pool Five are happening on Sunday as well. Um, it's a rematch. The final game of the weekend is that rematch of the the dramatic game that saw Exeter squeak through. This will be good. I think this might be the best game of of the entire weekend. Exeter Claremont at Sandy Park. Give me. Oh, I don't like. I don't... But you talk about Exeter, and you Mills is absolutely spot on. They don't have the depth, and then they're missing quite a lot of guys. They do have a lot of depth. Don Armand, Dave Ewers, um, Jack Noel. Uh, they're missing some quite influential yeah, players. I kind of disagree on that. I think they've got a lot of depth because, like, you know, they've got to somehow fit in Sam Hill, Slade, Devota, Witten. They've moved Witten. Um, uh, on something presumably to keep uh, presumably to keep him happy. They've got two scrum halves. They've got a very good yeah, ten. They, you know, they have two scrum halves, but it's not like we're talk, it's not like we were talking about the Saracens where you go well, who's the international with international. Who is the out and out starter there? What position? Nine. Chudley has been. Yeah. I mean, I mean Chudley's in number one. I mean, they're both pretty good. And then you look at the second row. They've got uh, you know they've uh, they've got a work up between Lees, um, what's Walsh. his name, Walsh and Parling. And Parling. And, it, it, it it's not a bad situation that they find themselves in. Mm. It's more. Well, I think it's more. This is when you miss your front line players in, in this competition. Mm. There is literally no hiding places that you need to play against Claremont. You need number ones, don't you? So. You do. Uh, I I think it's going to be a narrow loss for Chiefs. Sadly, but it'll be a good game. Mm. And Mitchley's is is enormous. I'm going to go Claremont. Hmm. Fortunately for Exeter. Well, that's it. That is, uh, is uh, that... Uh, Bordeaux Ulster is the final game in the Champions Cup. Uh, uh, give me is it, uh, whoever the home team is. Bordeaux. There I'm, you go. I'm going Bordeaux. Vadim Dropko to win it. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Have, have, have you heard from him since he's moved? Yeah, yeah. He said the wine's good. Uh, he seems to be enjoying it. To be fair to him, he's uh, he's a top lad and um, good luck to him. He's, was it, I think he's got three years out there. So yeah, well, how how good was he at deadlift? I imagine he was um, immense. Just deadlift. I, I, to be fair, I've never really seen him do much of a deadlift. He, he's he's just he's just a block. He, he uh, <laughs> but he's got great skills in him. The skills that he could pull off, just hands and uh, apparently it's his wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling, yeah. brilliant wrestling. Brilliant. You, you know, I said you were on about like the grappling we were yeah. doing. You'd be doing that with him, and he just he'd, he'd like spin you around. And just like, what, how have you even done that? You don't even know. What, <laughs> you don't even know what, what's happened there. It's like you've blacked out and you're facing the wrong way with your arm between your legs or something stupid. But, um, <laughs> but he's such a top lad and um, really nice guy. And you know, you ask him to do anything, he'll do it for you. And he, uh, yeah, I tried to get him in uh, in the rugby dungeon the week before he left, but we just couldn't quite get yeah, it get it yeah, together. Yeah, no, they, top uh, lad. They, I, I noticed I saw a picture of uh, Gloucester's gym, and and I think I was was it Exeter? I was down at Sandy Park, and there was there was something in their gym there. Or no, it was Worcester, and they had. PBs for squat, yeah. bench, deadlift. Who who would get the PBs at sale? Or not, uh, not, not, sorry, not, not PBs. The I fridge, mean the, the fridge would be up there. Would it? Yeah. Oh, he's strong, strong boy. Brian, Brian's, you know, he got a fair, fit, but he's the different type of strength. Brian's really like well trained strength, whereas fridge is just he can wrestle a cow. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I think he has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you see, you see, it's quite funny. You see him put the the weight on the bar, and they just they just bending around them. Ross Harrison's a strong boy. Yeah, really good technique. Ross's got. So, I mean, has uh, the fridge taken you to the feathers yet? 
I've been, I have been to the feathers. Yes, have you? I have. Yeah, I'm not a lock in there, but I have been there. Tell for... me about the feathers. The feathers is um, the Fridges Brothers' place in Rithin, and when I go down to see my Rithin friends, that's where that that's where we go. That's where we go out. It's a it, it's a fine establishment. Now hold on, I'm just working, so you played for Neath when you were growing up, not uh, well, I, so no when you were young. I mean, like when eight... I was young, I was yeah, I was around the Neath area. Oh yes. okay, I was just just because you mentioned uh, Ruthin, uh, I I played at uni with uh, Rob. Oh yeah, Rob Higgy and um, Higgy. Yeah, Higgy and uh, Owen Evans. It was, but they talk about I, I'm. So where do you go uni? Bath. Uh yeah, oh you, yeah no yeah yeah. How did you go to Bath or not? No, I did. I went <laughs> okay. to. I, I was. I was. I was at Exeter, but then I was Bath for one year. Well, I was doing Bath a, for one year. Doing a well. postgrad, and then yeah, yeah. Um, you came. Uh, I can't yeah. remember. It was two thousand and three World Cup year uh, when England won it. I oh, was, okay. I was year previous. Yeah, there yeah, you are. There you go. No, I remember you being there. Um, anyway, so I played with Robert, but he talks about more than any of his games he's played for any professional side. He talks about beating Lanethley when he was at Rithin. Brilliant. Uh, at age group level. Amazing. I just wondered if you, because you're a similar age, I wondered if you would have been in that. Left no, team, I weren't, no. You were down at Neath. No, I was down at Neath. Yeah, um, that, that team had peel in it. It had all all sorts of stars. Brilliant. There you go. Uh, good days. Um, oh, we've not done oh, yeah, Cornerstone. Oh, yeah, because like, Yestin Lewis was the coach. Yeah. That's right, yeah. 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 We've not done Cornerstone. Oh, my God, we haven't done that. That's outrageous. Let's... Uh... We, we should do one at the end to put in near the beginning. Fine. Let's, let's let's do, do that. that. But uh, what other? That's it. Let's just wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's, let's wrap it up and go home. Uh, Jonathan Mills, Millsy. Thanks for having us. Uh, Millsy Neath on Twitter. Thank you very much for joining us. JB, top work. Thank you very much, Tim. And um, when's Phil? Is Phil back next week? No, we've got Dan Carter in next week, and then Phil's back. Aaron Smith. He's not doing anything. Aaron right Smith yeah. is at a loose in. end. Yeah. Get him in. And he needs a bit of light relief, so uh, he can come in. Right at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Uh, subscribe on iTunes leave us a review there Acast as well we'll see you next time in a bit bye bye cool oh Cornerstone let uh, me just turn off the just record this at the end um... fire away um... shall we try and planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.